I think you hate croissants, bon though. What? You threw them on the ground the last time we did that. What do I not like? Croissants. Croissants. Uh. <laughs> She's also very good. Her ADHD reactions are not going away for the recording, oh and I love oh. it. Oh okay. my gosh. Welcome to the In Jesus Name podcast, the number one Christian podcast yeah. in all of creation. Yes, I made that stat up. Please don't hold me accountable. Thank you, and so forth. I am joined by my lovely co-host, Kara Stanridge. <laughs> Hashtag white girl, cougar. And then we have <laughs> Daniel Howard back for another episode. He's kind of a fun person to have around, so I decided to force him here. He has a crush on me. <laughs> okay, that's wild. All right, and wrong. then lastly, but not leastly, the person this entire episode is about, Alizé Daves. She's so great. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, um, to preface, Ali is one of our friends, and we thought it'd be great to have her on an episode because she's great. And you're going to think that too once you listen to just how great she is. In fact, she's going to be um, tooting her own horn for the rest of the episode. So let's just start with my first question for you. Um, What's your name? My name is Alizé Daves. Social Security. (laughs) Not giving that to you. But you like I don't already have it. <laughs> That's <laughs> crazy. <laughs> Anyways, um, uh, address? None of your business. <laughs> I'll say it. Something, 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 something. All right. Uh, anyways, the beginning of these episodes are always really awkward. Um, I also forgot to mention, this is an interview-styled podcast episode, meaning we're going to be asking questions, getting answers, asking more questions, telling poorly timed jokes. As we usually do. And with that being said, I think Kara Stanridge wants to ask the first question. She was telling me all how prepared she was for this, like the entire time. Okay. The last hour, when we put her in the car, the trunk of the car, she was just like <laughs> saying, I'm so prepared for this like, episode. We pack up our co-hosts and throw them in the trunk and then we just we, unload them. We didn't have enough room in the car. <laughs> we, okay. We didn't have enough room in the we car today. So we threw in the trunk. You got to get in the trunk. You got to fit in a suitcase. <clears throat> or a uh, freezer. Hey. <laughs> oh. Hey. Carry on luggage only. Okay. All right. <laughs> Anyways, um, I guess let's just let Daniel ask because I feel like Daniel knows her the best out of all of us. So. Um, okay. What? So what? What is your draw and your? Where does the enthusiasm that you find in? like campfires come from is that a childhood thing or are you just like why are you a pyromaniac my theory is she's just a pyromaniac so i'm hoping i'm wrong so is there something like you know nostalgic about it i feel like you should like preface by saying like she is a pyromaniac well i believe she is firmly but i'm like is there a reason or does she just like wake up one day she's like fires in the last year yeah right right Mm, no i just really like to watch things Burn. <laughs> wow. I'm going to be honest. Um, you love to spectate hell then. That's. Cr- <laughs> <laughs> that is uncalled for. My gosh. I don't think you could say that. Crazy. <laughs> Why? She says she wants to watch things burn. I mean, there's plenty of people going to the eternal lake of fire. I'm sure there's enough um, room to watch. You have dug a hole and jumped in it too. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I did a whole dive. Yeah. Also, I like s'mores, especially with croissants. So that is another reason I really like fires. Croissants, s'mores, you are, yeah. croissant and s'mores. That's true. I that think you hate good. croissants though. What? You threw them on the ground the last time we did that. What do I not like? Croissants. Croissant. Uh. <laughs> She's also very good. <laughs> Her ADHD reactions are not going away for the recording, oh and I love oh. it. Oh, okay. my gosh. Okay. Um, she also makes this uh, dish that she's made for us once before. It's this, like, homemade applesauce. Yeah. Yes. Um, oh, that she just was... smashed an apple Yeah. and put brown sugar on it. <laughs> Tossed her in the oven and <laughs> forgot to peel Tossed her in the oven. So we had some very uh, <laughs> good applesauce. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, um, let's get on with a real quick... <laughs> Croissant. <laughs> I'm still on that. That's crazy. Croissant. All right, let's ask you a real question. Yeah. Um, so out of every person here, we already established this a minute ago that none of us have all seen the Barbie movie. Yes. And you're the only one who's seen it. And because of yeah. that, because it was such a hit, I wanted to know your opinion on it as the uh, Republican. 
Oh. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So, first off, I just have to say and make this very clear. Um, it was kind of by force, not going to lie. Um, it now, was, you wanted to watch it. <laughs> mm, she is, in fact, a Barbie I, girl. Honestly, when girl. I first saw it, I was like, wow, this might actually be interesting. And then I went and saw it in the first five minutes. I was like, this is What was wrong? So bad. Yeah, what did what, what, um, you not like? Ken wasn't hot enough. No, they Literally tried to... Me. And I'm not saying, like, they're trying to empower women and have the women take over Barbie land. Oh, okay. So you hate feminism. And there was also um, mixed genderizing, and that is a big no-no. And it's crazy because out of everybody, <laughs> Boss Queen IRL would know if people are fake Boss Queening it. Yeah, she's yeah. actually, like, a real-life girl boss, girl boss feminist. But, like, act, like good feminist. But, um... Feminist. <laughs> it, we'll keep that off. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that's the cutting floor for you. Um. Anyways, but uh, you know, I think one thing that is very strong about your personality is uh, the desire to be a police officer. Mm-hmm. She is training to be a police officer, and I probably should have let her say that. But now I'm going to ask you, why a police officer? Why shoot? Um. <laughs> Um, I would say for me personally, um, I want to become a police officer, one, to help my community, but then also um, look or watching people that are really close to me um, suffer through things and have a really hard time um, and not having the support. I want to be that person who can be out in my community in the city and help people who are hurting and who need the support. Why would you say community is important to you? Um, I would say because um, being in community, like being able to share my testimony and like where I've come from with other people and then being able to hear their um, testimony and like where they've come from or where they're at, then would give me the chance to um, share the share the Bible with them and let them know like that I'm there for them, but then also um, try to get them to grow closer with the Lord and show them that just show them the Lord's love and um, that they because a lot of people who are that don't have like family um, for whatever the situation is. Um, Showing them that there are people who still care about them and want to be there for them. Amen to that. Amen. Ministry yeah. is not just doing something in the church. It's, yeah. Ministry is what you do outside of the church. It's Honestly, more prominently. More, so yeah, yeah, more outside of the church. Mm. So that's that's a beautiful thing. Amen. Yeah. Can I follow up with a question to what you just said? Gladly. Okay. So why? Okay. Everything you said as to why. Um, is not exclusively doable to a police officer. If anything, it's um, in a in a good way a challenge to do everything that as to why you want to be a police officer. So, why a police officer? Why not a social worker, um, a, a pastor, a psychiatrist? You know, whatever. There, there's a large list of careers out there. Why a police officer? Do you find that the most appealing, or? Um. I would say, well, in high school, um, I was given the opportunity to do CTEC, and in CTEC, the program that I would like got accepted into was law enforcement, and just having that as like this is kind of something that I would be interested in, but not really knowing like what I wanted to do or where um, the like where the Lord was leading me, um, I chose to sign up for it, and it was actually the most competitive. Um, program to get into so and because I got into it I was like well I'm gonna like try my best and put my full like effort forward and with doing that I found it really um, one just like really fun um, and really like the stuff that I was learning was really intriguing and I felt like I wanted to continue with that and so that's why I chose the program at Shemekita um but I would say more specific law enforcement than things like social work 
um, is because I feel like I have more, um, I want to, I have, I feel like I have more ability to like be with that person, but then giving more like, um, I guess more, uh, not really advice, but like helping in ways that maybe a social work can't. And I feel like in some ways the system is like kind of broken with getting, like helping people. And then it's like this repetitive cycle. And I want to like be out in the streets and getting to choose who I'm going to um, speak with and who I'm going to um, share with. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Like making a physical difference right at like the right. core of it. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I nice. mean, interactions is like everything. Yes. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, you're, I, mean, I mean, just people's opinion based on you off your first interaction is what typically lasts the longest. And that being said, um, <clears throat> so one of the things you mentioned was that you wanted to use being a police officer as a ministry and to spread the hope, spread the gospel. Um, I know you personally are involved with other ministry efforts why don't you just talk about it what you do and what why it matters to you um yeah so I um well one I've grown in church or grown up in church like my whole life and I've um just being I guess like a very bubbly um smiley person um growing up like I would kind of help in the church and a lot in um, kids ministry, just like going in, well, when I was a kid, so like I was already in there, but like, <laughs> um, that's great. um, helping like with the kids, like when it was snack time, like asking the teachers, like, how can I help? And, um, I just have always had a heart to want to like help other people. Um, and, um, now that I'm at the current church that I'm at, um, I, do ushering and I lead that which has been um, a really cool opportunity to be able to kind of come out of my comfort zone and welcome people even if I don't know them um, and having conversations with um, older folks who like talk with me and stuff and just getting to hear um, like counseling from them and being able to um, just see the light that like the older generation has. Um, and then also being in leadership for young adults, um, um, has been really, um, amazing. And, and with being, um, just kind of like a person that's been, I don't really like put myself out there as much. Um, having people around me who are like, I see like potential in you and see um, like you growing and flourishing in the Lord. Um, helping me coming out of that comfort zone has been really awesome. And I just like thank the Lord that I am in the position I am today because if it wasn't for those opportunities and for those people to um, help encourage me to come out of my comfort zone and speak in front of a microphone or, um, like just different things uh I probably wouldn't be doing those things today so it's really amazing for the people and for the way that the Lord has used those people in my life so yeah I just want to say from personal experience Allie is probably the best planner in the world easily <laughs> I oh, would yeah. say easily and without a doubt when, if you've never oh. attended an event that she organized it's your loss. And honestly, yeah. that probably makes up just about the majority of people watching. <laughs> yeah. They've never attended something. True. But, but if you lock these two in a room, it doesn't matter what the event is. It's going to be fantastic. <laughs> it does not matter. I, it also, events. you know, yeah. if you lock these two yeah. in the room, the budget's going to be blown. <laughs> also true. Hey, we can, we can follow a budget. We just no, you can't. They you can. You have to start throwing in your own money. budget in the right way. Yeah. True. They, we they, know how to follow which ones we can get away with and which ones we have to follow. With they the specific, the budget. Yeah. With the specific <laughs> event that I'm thinking in hand with the budget in particular, personally, I was very okay with it being blown because that was phenomenal. 
Yeah, no, the last event they planned. Yes. Um, as you guys see, this yeah. is the room. If you're watching on the video, this room was actually used to host a party that yes. she and her both combined organized, it and it went amazing. phenomenally. We got to put like, some pictures of that somewhere on the Instagram. Um, I honestly, cool. I could probably put like a little bit like That'd a video awesome. on the yeah. screen if you're yeah. watching. If you're listening to the audio, you're just gonna have to imagine a really lovely Christmas party. Do you? Do you? Uh, do you remember the first time you like really kind of gave your life to Christ? Um, yes. So part of this, um, it kind of goes, yeah. Um, when I was younger, um, I was baptized at a pretty young age. Um, and at the time thinking back to it, I don't feel like I was, um, like, I was not, I didn't fully or like really understand what um, like being baptized was really um, about like I do now. Um, and so growing up in church um, and being in a household that was a, um, that like was an example of how to be um, Christ-like and um, then being baptized at a young age, I feel like um, I came to, I had a deeper relationship with the Lord and really like understood like, okay, this is one, not only my parents, like I'm not only falling just because like my parents are going to church. Um, but this is like my relationship with the Lord and fully taking that, like, um, I guess independency of like mine and his relationship. Um, when I was, uh, probably in 2000 and uh, 15, um, is probably when, um, I, like, just surrendered it all and was like, okay, this is not, like, I'm not gonna do this alone and, like, try to do the, this life, like, by my own will, but, like, with the Lord and, like, with Him guiding me and stuff, and so that's when I feel like not only, one, my relationship with the Lord became, um, more important and like the most important thing for me but then also um I began to actually like living it out and like how can I be a service or a servant to people like in the church and how can I um be an example to my family and to my friends and the people that I'm surrounded by so how did that look like you said you gave your life to Christ when you were what 2015 so like yeah, what, what what happened? Yes, so I was 12, yeah. and um, I was saved in 2015, or I, like, yeah, was saved in 2015, and in 2014, um, kind of the reason and the story behind um, why in 2015 was, um, in 2014, my parents had divorced, and I had um, just a lot of, one, going from growing up with um, having one of my parents be, like, my best friend and, like, really close to them, and then that completely kind of reversing, and then um, not being as close to one of my parents, um, that was really hard for me, and when my parents divorced, um, I had become more of a um, parental role for my siblings, um, and in the in the year 2014 and 15, um, I had, my parents were divorced, and then I had just, like, a lot of challenges and um, different things that I just kind of had to work through, um, and having those challenges, I tried to do it my own way, and I um, realized that through trying to solve on my own and pushing myself away from the Lord, um, I became a very bitter person and not, like, really a person that's, like, really fun to be around. And um, then in 2015, um, over the span of a couple months, going to um, one of the camps with my church, um, and then um, coming back home, and feeling just kind of like broken 
um, I decided to, that in that moment that I couldn't do it on my own anymore and that I needed the Lord to like really be in me and like really help me so that I could be a person who can help other people. But until I was going to allow the Lord to work on me, I couldn't help other people. Um, and so that was like a really big wake up call. Um, and going through a questionable moment of, is this something, um, in my life, like that could put a hindrance to my future? Um, and not knowing what the outcome of the test result was going to be. Um, I knew that in that moment that I needed the Lord to be with me and really with my family as well, um, to get through that time and through that season, um, of just hardship. So you said you went through some challenges and struggles. Um, I'm not asking you to share your trauma unless you want to. Um, if you would like to go through some of those, I'm sure there's a lot of other people who went through similar, if not the same. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so one of them that was like pretty big for me um, was um, in 2016. Um, I had a lot of um, medical things that were just like going on with um, I'd been diagnosed with I, um, IBS, um, that was given from like, uh, past family members. So then just kind of learning, like, how do I deal with that? And how do I like change how like eating habits or what I'm doing to be able to, um, not let that be something that stops me. Um, and then, uh, three months after that, um, I had, uh, developed a mass on my thyroid and I don't have like family who have thyroid cancer, but I do have family members who have cancer. And so that was just kind of like a, we need to be cautious. And so, um, going through the biopsy and stuff, um, and telling like my family members and, um, close family friends, um, and then not getting exact, um, answers that I was, or I guess support that I was looking for, um, from specific people, um, was just like really, really hard for me and, um, was something that, um, I had to just go and pray about and be like, you know, Lord, like, I give this to you when, even if this isn't what, like the response that I wanted, um, I wasn't going to like dwell on it and let that like stop me or um just let that like be a huge endeavor on where I was going and stuff and so um yeah 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 <laughs> okay um you said you had to trust in God and that was Honestly, I mean, that's a cancer scare. It's just, that's terrible. That's, yeah, it's horrible. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. What did that look like, trusting in God? Like, what was, like, the day-to-day? Because I know there was definitely yeah. a lot of aching and pain. Um, I would say, um, one, waking up and just, like, being thankful and, like, not just, like, in my heart, but just, like, waking up and being, like, thank you, Lord, for another day and, like, being able to, um, like, just be alive and being able to like share his word and um uh so yeah just like giving thanks all the time and um not really dwelling on it like because there was a moment where I was like kind of like I had a lot of fear of like what is the outcome gonna be and I was like unsure and so um that was like really hard for me and so and this was a time where I really had to just like be still and not just try to like, oh, well, it's just a little thing and like just continue on with my day, but like really focus and um, just be still and um, yeah, just really be in the presence of the Lord and um, just being grateful for like what I had. And um, I had a lot of 
family members um, and close friends like my uncle um, who were like really praying and um, were just that support system for me going through that time. Um, and not, I would say also uh, taking that and um, not looking at it in a negative way, like looking at, um, you know, and not saying like this is going to, um, not saying that I'm going to have cancer, but like, you know, Lord, just take it and um, just like heal my body and um, yeah. And then how would you say that uh, affected your faith growth during that time? Like, would you say like this situation brought you closer and if so, how so? Um, yeah, I would say, um, cause this was about the same time that, um, I had really like really decided in my heart and like really put the outward effect of like, I'm going to follow the Lord and not like, um, not let this hold me back. Um, and I would say within those, uh, few months after, uh, we had gotten the, um, answer that it was, um, benign, um, my faith had grown tremendously, not only from that, but from the, um, from other trials and tribulations that I had gone through. Um, and it was like, I always said like, oh, I'm a Christian, like I believe in the Lord and, um, just growing up in that, like, I didn't really know any different, but at this moment, like, I had taken it more serious by one, I was always trying to implant myself like in community and like around people who really had um, like a strong faith and so that like to be in that and then also like my uncle and just looking for like mentors and people who can really, um, really help be um, like solid ground as I'm building my relationship with the Lord. Um, and then also putting myself out to be, um, be in community and helping others and like, yeah. And just being in church and serving others and not just always being served, but also serving and being there for other people as there were people that were there for me. So being there for other people in their lows and in their highs. For any young viewers that don't know what the word benign means, that means there was no cancer, by the way. Yeah. Just in case somebody doesn't know. I know as a kid I didn't know what that meant, so. Which is a good thing. Honestly, I was getting ready to Google it. Were you really? In my mind, if there was a search engine in there, I probably would have Googled oh, it on yeah. the spot. I don't have my phone on me, yeah. but thank you. Yeah. Anyways, um, I was sitting here, and I had the feeling that Kara had another question for you. <laughs> I have a question if she doesn't. Well, but wait your turn. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, okay, so what was it like for you growing up being a Christ-like example to your family? You mentioned a couple different things about just like your family and what that was like for you um, at, on the receiving end. What was that like being a Christ-like example, being on the giving end of like of, of being the representation in your home? For my family and I, we, uh, when it talks about in the Bible, like love is patient, love is kind, love is um, all these different things about like how love is shown. Um, I remember growing up, um, my parents very much like instilled in me and my siblings that like when we're at the table, we have conversation and like it's like there's no cell phones and there's like using your manners and things like that um and I feel like that was one thing that really stuck with me like growing up and like just having manners um with everybody and saying yes ma'am no ma'am um but then also like if our neighbor or somebody that we knew needed help um even if our family already had plans for the day then we put those on pause to help our family or to help friends or help even if it was somebody that we didn't know 
um, in the neighborhood if they needed help with something. Um, and then for me being like going to friend's house, um, if we were done with dinner, instead of just leaving the table and going and playing like games or going outside or doing whatever with our friends, like I was taught to let me help you with like putting the dishes away or putting my dish in the sink or like doing my part and then trying to go beyond that in helping somebody else. Um, even if it's just the little things like picking up garbage or um, things like that. I remember um, also for Thanksgiving one year, um, my family didn't grow up with like, we didn't have a lot of money. Um, we were one house income, but on Thanksgiving, um, me and my siblings really wanted to instead of like, we still had dinner as a family, but because my mom would be working a lot like during the day, um, we would cook our meal and then eat a little bit, but then we'd plate the rest of it. And then we would saran wrap it and get a, a case of water bottles. And then we would go out into the community and um, people that needed food, like homeless people, we would go out and we would um, give them a plate of food and some water and just say, may the Lord bless you and like have a, have like a good holiday and things like that. And um, there are a few people that we prayed over. Um, and that was like, to me, that is how I learned to serve other people. And it doesn't always have to be, like we had said earlier, it doesn't have to be in the church. And that's where like ministry starts is being outside and just being real with other people and um yeah that comment about you like serving people in their house and like doing the dishes and stuff is a real thing it is very real like i was i was at a friend's house um and he he and her were cooking food for us yep. and then i look and then we see the dishwasher doing the uh, the dishes Stop. um <sighs> Is that an inside joke or is that just misogynistic? Yeah. <laughs> just yes and yes. Okay, so <laughs> I just want to clarify um, inside jokes if we're going to explain them. Yeah. We're like jokingly because she's very feminist or <laughs> feminist. So and we just make jokes in the opposite direction for her um, just to bring her down to earth. But because um, Allie definitely yeah. is in need of humbling. Anyways, but like <laughs> yeah. seriously, she was t she even this past Sunday she was telling me a story how she spent the night at a friend's house and all like all the stuff she did she's like yeah I folded her laundry, um, I did her dishes and I'm like did did you hang out with her or did you just <laughs> are you were you just a maid? Listen, Allie read the story about how Jesus washed his disciples' feet and took it to heart. She's never washed any of our feet, thankfully, um, but she has helped us tremendously. But there's no time better than right now. <laughs> All right, come on, bring out the baptismal. No, Bryson's here. Keep the feet on. Let's try oh, to man, not have my, a feet my problem. Feet my, my foot kind of smells. I just got to You might want to go get that foot back or that shoe back. <laughs> no, it's okay. Is it? Kara's sitting next to you. I don't think she needs to go through all that. <laughs> okay. Anyways. Um, it went far. <laughs> it's all the way over there. Yeah, she, yeah, she's congested. She can't even smell it. <laughs> Jesus is protecting her. Thank God. Anyways. Did um, you just say thank God? Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> For real though, like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, you know, I thought purple guy with the ginger hair had a question. I do. Um, so... Small context. I am also somebody who comes from a household of uh, divorced parents. Me too. Uh, yeah, I know. I was I was thinking about it. I'm like three out of the four of us are. So yeah, only that's one why of us I wanted a, to had mama and papa. Right, and so I was like, let's let's talk about it a little bit. So um, I'll admit fully, when my parents did that, uh, right away I didn't have bad reaction, but I did. It in my response was in the worst way possible for all the wrong reasons. So now nobody does it perfect, of course. But let's just be real. Out of the comparison, just. You probably did it a lot better than most people. So if you want, maybe can you talk about just how how was your relationship with God during all that? What were the highs and the lows and how'd you get through it for these people that might also be going through it? When my parents divorced, I became a very bitter person um, partially because I took a lot of the blame when my parents were divorced. I took that upon myself and blamed myself for my parents um, divorcing, and that that made me become a very bitter person, not only to my dad, but because he was no longer in the picture. Uh, 
I would bottle my feelings up a lot and they had to come out at some point. And most of the time when they did come out and I expressed those emotions, um, it I hurt my mom and my siblings a lot. And the ways that I should have expressed them were not expressed properly. Um, and so for the first two years of my parents' divorce, like I feel like that was when it was the most challenging to like really press into the Lord and like really ask um, like for the Lord to be be there for me and like just to help me through that time. Um, and once, um, like I had said before, a few months after my parents' divorce, once the um, test result came in and I like really took my relationship with the Lord, um, I just felt like over the first few months, I could just feel the Lord like really taking off like the bitterness and um, I kind of changed my focus of I don't want this person in my life anymore but more of I'm going to pray for this person every day even though that there were things that like he did to me I'm going to pray for him every day and pray that he would come to know the Lord and um, soften my heart because I feel like that was a really big like heart check for me of I need to not hold this bitterness like against him um, because I only separated our relationship and it wasn't bringing us closer together. And so just asking the Lord to like really change my heart posture. Um, and then I prayed for my dad for probably like seven years. And then um, he a couple months ago reached out to me and our relationship has been um, getting better. Um, and so at one point, like when I, when I just began to pray for my dad and like not trying to do it on my own because there was no way that I could. Um, I came to a realization and a point where if and the okay of if my dad came to know the Lord, I was okay with it if that meant that we didn't have a relationship. But only if my dad came to know the Lord and had that relationship so that he can have that relationship for himself, but then also be able to lead his children and for him and his um, significant other to be able to like have a home where it is Christ-centered and... That was probably the hardest thing for me um, in my walk of, like, putting a lot of faith in the Lord of, like, I give this to you and um, may your will be done because at this point it was kind of beyond my, um, something that I could do, um, so. That was really, that was, W. Yeah, I can't tell who's going to tear up first, me or her. <laughs> nah. Suppressing my emotions at this moment. Get back in there, Tia. Um, Anyways. I believe she, you have, you had something, a couple verses or, or something. Um, These were just like two verses um, through, I would say the last eight years that have like really stuck with me. Um, the first one is Psalms one thirty nine fourteen that says, I will praise you for you made me. Oh wait, actually, hold on. Sorry. I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. Um, and that one was for me, just knowing who, like who my maker is. And really I went through a time where, um, I didn't really feel like I was worth a lot and being having a lot of um, negativity told by uh, important people in my life. That was something that was really hard for me to really see like my self-worth. And so that was something that like really stuck with me that like we are fearfully and wonderfully made and like the Lord is just so good to us. And um, so that one and then also... Um, the second one is First Thessalonians 
Um, five, I kind of 13 through, or no, I'm sorry. Five, 16 through 18, um, which is rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Um, just again, like going through those hard times and like constantly praying even through like if something is not going how we maybe wanted it to or maybe how we thought the outcome would be, um, just always praying because in the mornings we're given breath and like we can go through um, challenges and stuff, but like with the Lord it's possible and um, yeah, and then always rejoicing. So I don't know, those were really important verses for me that stuck out for the last like seven years and yeah awesome you said that was chapter five of first thessalonians yeah first let's could, could first you just fast forward a little bit can you read verse 26 for the yeah, crowd 26 aloud please no why <sighs> you can read it okay what translation is that <laughs> esv is that ESV? No, it's not. Oh, I was going to be so it. proud of her for a second. Okay. I don't even know where we're at here. Greet all well, God's you people. Know what this verse is. Greet all God's people with a holy kiss. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Biblical riz, as we say. Good job. That was the most important part of everything she just said, I promise. Okay. Man, Matt, how did that? <clears throat> that's well. crazy. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. Whoa. Hey, Allie, can you check by your water bottle? I think there's a bird over there. Is that a dang bird? What the heck? Okay, now <laughs> now you both... Actually, it's your joke. Now no, you have to explain it. Max can. He's the no, one that, you, he's it's the your one thing. that said You it. did it! Ultimately. <laughs> okay. Little birdie is going to little birdie me. is because I just started whistling and I said, Is that a birdie? And that make people look under objects thinking that there was a bird there, but there really wasn't. I just wanted to say. Check for the bird. Check for the bird. On Can Thanksgiving, you? we had a Friendsgiving around Thanksgiving time. Yes. We had a Friendsgiving and she kept telling people to like check the dishwasher for something or asking for something in the dishwasher. She says, hey, can you also check if there's a, a bird in there? Yeah. Um, or like the cabinets or like backpacks or the oven, microwaves, yes. trash can, literally water bottles. Under the table, literally everywhere. I believe I believe it was that same event at your at our friend's giving that later that evening I texted you, "Hey, did I leave my backpack there?" Oh, that one's coded. And uh, you know, I was like, "Hey, like I really need my backpack." Mm -hmm. And she calls me like in a, in a mm -hmm. bit of a frenzy, and her mother's in the background as well, going all around the house. They're looking for my backpack. And they're like, what, what, where is it? Do you know where you left it? You know, stuff like that and everything. Like, was it outside? They've checked the whole house top to bottom. And they had already gone to bed, gone we to bed. The lights were out, beds. everything. And so these people get up mm -hmm. to look for my bag. And Allie's like, what, what, what do you need out of it? You know, like, and I'm like, if, listen, it's not that big of a deal. I don't need, need something. The, <laughs> I don't need the bag. I'm just like, if you find it, can you make sure that the bird is not in there because it'll probably be hungry? And she was like, <laughs> Daniel the Howard. disappointment, <laughs> yeah, the disappointment of me having to climb out of my bed and then turn all the lights on, and then my mom yes. getting up to helping me, and then I'm like, oh, maybe he left outside, so yeah. I even opened the back door to look outside, and it's nowhere, and then for him just to say, oh, just to make, sure make sure the, the bird bird's like yeah. alive. Honestly, so That's deserved. Crazy. Okay. It was so deserved. It was because all day with this lady. No, it was that, all that, day. Yeah. <laughs> that joke still drives me insane. It does. Yeah. It does. It's quite. It's enraging. a great joke. It's yeah. so great. But we did make that really joke like and actually it. see a bird in Walmart. So we did. We found the bird. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She really likes Walmart on mission. So, <clears throat> oh, I do got one. I do got a story about Allie that I could totally share that I think we all love. So, um, we uh, once, so we're all a part of the same leadership team, all of us, yes, um, for a group called Young Adults here at People's Church, our church. I didn't mean to name drop it, but if you went to my bio on Instagram, you would know I go to this church. Um, so, we all are part of the leadership team and we all do stuff differently. And we were at a leaders meeting where our head leader, I guess, because our, our, our pastor, he was like, y'all like low-key aren't doing anything. <laughs> like y'all aren't taking any initiative, right? 
and he took us out to eat to one give us free food oh. and then two call us out and then we found out someone doesn't know how to what idahoan potatoes are and called them idiahoan um but that wasn't her don't worry the story still goes on after that so we end up coming back to the church right and we're all sitting here plotting and planning for a thanksgiving um, or a friendsgiving at our church for our young adults and we're all sitting down and then all of a sudden one of our friends has an appointment Mm-hmm. an appointment and, and she like, just yeah. said, kept saying i have an appointment at one an mm-hmm. appointment at one and then we just was like what what kind of appointment do you have right and she's like getting my nails done <laughs> and they didn't even last that long they lasted like a week yeah <laughs> they weren't even <laughs> and she spent like 50 bucks 60 yeah. 60 it was and she was like i got a, such a good deal I got on such them. a good deal so that's why i could rip them off early so I don't remember how much it was, but it was, there were normally sure like, like 50 or 60. 60. I remember, but no, it's but the way she phrased, no, the way you phrased it. Okay. Yeah. It was like, I had like a really important appointment. That yeah. I to the point that miss. we were all like mildly concerned that she was, was so like, yeah, what do you have an appointment for? adamant about going to this appointment on time? We're like, yeah, go to your appointment. And then, I don't want to cancel my nail appointment. Those are important. <laughs> bro, she playing into our trap right now. I know. Yeah. yeah. It's like, it, it's, you know, it's not like a medical versus nails. Thing. nails like, are you okay? You know, I can get my nails, dude. Okay. Kara looks like she's trying to say something. Yes. No. no that, <laughs> validate. Like, I definitely you can definitely validate Allie. We are we do not understand anything about nails, so you're fine. Yeah, honestly, What's you're the only person that'd be able to say. Yeah. What do you mean? I'd never get my nails done. Are your nails done as we speak? <laughs> I never. No, 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 they're not done. Looking horrendous. Anyways, yeah. you're gonna defend yourself, so just. Yeah. Go ahead. I was just going to say, like, 50 or 60 for the nails that I did get, they were actually pretty good because I got quite a bit of design. I got a whole snowflake you on one nail. You took them off. <sighs> yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> where do you go? Solar nails in Kaiser. Oh, in Kaiser. Okay. Nice. Yeah, that's where I got these done, too. Oh, nice. Okay. <laughs> How long? Ago, when did you get these done? I got these done. Those lasted a long time. But like two weeks. It's been, yeah. yeah. Two weeks, two, two and they'll stay on two weeks three. a long time? For her, yes. I was dead wrong. I thought it was going to be like four or five days. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, the other day he was like, "Oh, let me see your nails," and I was like, "Why?" And I went. And he was like, "Oh, they're longer, th- or they've been on longer than four days." I was like, "I was truly crazy. surprised." So too. you remembered her nails, huh? You remember what nails nails she had done? No, yeah, they're just pink. Daniel, it's easy to remember. Daniel, Daniel, look at me. Stick your hand up like this, and don't do this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh. it's pink that's easy no nobody pays attention to her nails like like you do anyways um (laughs) do you have any funny ministry stories either working with us or working as a lifeguard at camp because you did do that you did i forget you did did. yeah when i was in high school she was actually one of my camp lifeguards yes for clarity he's the baby of the group generally speaking generally speaking i'm 19 years old yeah, there's some people <laughs> exactly. that are younger than you, but, but not she many. is 20. Yes, and so that's she's still a baby. The way you're, 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 the you're the way older than me by six sounded months. kind of funny. Yeah, it was. It she's was like, the cougar. Okay. It sounds. She's you like, made her sound like she's way older than she is by like when I was in high school. You were my, you know. It's well, yeah. Well, I mean, when like, I was in yes. high school, technically she yes. was my. She was true. The, it's just, it just to clarify, she's not actually. Old. Yeah, she's just older than you. No, and she she also approved one of my friends who. Honestly, you sucked at being a lifeguard, Loki. When you were approving people to swim, I know. The I was literally being held held underwater. by the person next to me, <laughs> and you go, "Okay." And you gave us the wristband or whatever to go swim. He was literally <laughs> clinging onto me, and I couldn't breathe. And you go, "Yeah, you can swim." So I was given I was given direction to let anyone in to do two lines and to let two people do the test at the same time. I had told this person who I was given the information from. I don't recommend. I would not want to do it that way. But we did it that way anyways. Most of you guys passed and you survived. So Barely. And we had two other Why do you say most of you survived? Because I did. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone survived. Okay. I did have to save one kid though. And he was in the kitty area. But yeah, that was he. All I'm saying is. Okay. So technically kitty area is like you still can't touch. Um, Yeah. Like where we're doing the swim test, you can't touch. But I was doing the swim test and I still had like a whole line and he had come up and he had done it and he couldn't do it like by himself and like stay um, 
treading on water for a long enough time to be out in the deep end because then like he won't be able to come back in and stuff and so I was like well you got to stay in here but you can still like swim and um so then he like gets out of the testing area and then goes into the kiddie pool area and then he starts drowning and he's like going under and he like puts his arm up and it kind of reminded me of a scene from Spongebob there's but. no way that's going through your head right now when you need to save someone. The ADHD is ADHD. Um, so no, that's no, that's like just not okay. What, what? Well, okay. What's the scene though? Um, it was the kid's like, drowning. Yeah. No, in SpongeBob. In SpongeBob. I want to know about the Sponge. She had me at SpongeBob. Sorry, I was. I didn't care. Anyways, until she said that. it was SpongeBob has no. I think it does though. Relation to this, but mm-hmm. he was like drowning, and then he like came up. He was like help, and I was like okay. So then I like told everyone to like. Um, the person who was testing, um, I told him to like get on the side and just wait. So then I went in and I like helped him and he was fine. But like, you know what confuses me? Why do people who so obviously know they cannot swim try Try. the test anyways? Yeah. That's a good question. Like my friend who literally drowned me and you approved him, (laughs) made him swim certified, gave him the wristband and everything. Honestly, you were so, so lucky that he didn't actually get in the water because he would have been such a liability. True. All right. Well, um, thank you guys all for tuning into the In Jesus Name podcast. This was a fun episode to talk about Alizé Dave's The Future Cop and how she's going to save the world by being a police uh, elf. First one of her kind. (laughs) Anyways, thank you guys for tuning into the episode. I hope you enjoyed. And like always, be sure to share this with your grandmother because I know she'd appreciate it. And if you enjoyed it, please leave a review on the podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, leave a like, comment, subscribe, and make sure to smash that like button with your two front teeth until they fall out. Otherwise, we're going to perform a lobotomy on you. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) What? He's a lobotomy. (laughs) Leave it in. (laughs) That's saying. Bye. Bye. Adios. (laughs) That was insane.